eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything. And that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Let's get hype! Welcome in to the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. I am Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brooks, Brian Christofferson, and this week's special guest. You know him from 93-7, the ticket from early break. Uh, it, it, I, what else do we know him from? We know him if you're at the 70th and uh, Van Dorn Brewskis. Oh, yeah. Or on, on Sundays, mm-hmm. and you hear a loud Dolphins fan somewhere mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> You're gonna know him from that. Yeah. Uh, Pretty solid see, golfer. Yeah, yeah. You know, can be playing randomly in golf events throughout the summer. Uh, what other what other ways do we know Jake Sorensen? I don't know. Well, people will know him from this podcast. I'm sure this will this will be a big boon for your your morning audience. They'll follow you from this over to uh, to the the 6 a.m. spot with you and Simple and, right. and Bill Bush. They might know me also, Mike, from your quote tweets of Sorensen tweets from back in the day of, uh, you know. Sorensen watch. Sorensen so watch. There's Lanny tweets and Sorensen watch, and they provided great fodder. Yeah. It was, so it was a good you, time. You've quieted down on those, but I think I'm still outlandish, so nothing's changing my end here. Well, if you want to be as outlandish as, as possible on today's show, we would appreciate it. Nebraska gets Michigan this weekend back into conference play after finishing up non-conference uh, with back-to-back wins against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. We will start on the offensive side of the ball, and we'll start with Jake Sorensen. Jake, at this point, given what you know, seeing two games roughly of Jeff Sims, two games of Heinrich Harburg, two games for Jeff Sims against Power 5 opponents, two games for Heinrich Harburg against Group of 5 opponents, does it matter which one ultimately starts for Nebraska on Saturday against Michigan as it relates to the offense? I think so, and I think I favor in, in regards to Harvard. Uh, you know, Michigan's a team. Like, look at last week against Rutgers; they were up seventeen seven. Rutgers had the ball on their side of the field, went for on fourth down, and threw a pick six that pretty much ended that game. Made it twenty four seven. The guy who who makes less mistakes is who has to play on Saturday. Jeff Sims. It's not just been baffling picks; it's been, of course, the whole fumbled snap situation he hasn't played in two weeks he played one snap against Louisiana Tech and you know when Harburg's helmet went off and 
ran the ball for a yard. Uh, I think it matters. I, I don't think that you just eliminate your turnover problems uh, with a couple weeks off. He had these problems at Georgia Tech. He's had them here at Nebraska. I'm not saying Harburg won't have a game soon where he has turnovers. It could be this week, but he hasn't had it yet. It's not in his head like it is with Jeff Sims. So Jeff Sims probably is overall a better athlete than Harburg. Harburg is a good athlete, though. He's, he ran for 150-plus yards against Louisiana Tech and had a long touchdown run, one that came back with a penalty. Um, but I think it does matter. I think Harburg gives the team a better chance to not kill itself with some self-inflicted wounds. BC, a few years ago, Michigan came into Lincoln uh, in a game that Nebraska was able to keep close, ultimately couldn't win. And the concern at that time was how the Huskers would handle Michigan's front seven. The concern this time is how the Huskers are going to handle Michigan's front seven. A lot of, you know, not the same exact offensive line, but some similar pieces played that night in 2021 as we'll be playing here in in 2023 what what do you make of nebraska's offensive line and how do you how effective can they ultimately be against probably the best front seven on their schedule i think the o-line is i keep saying it every week i think they've been okay like I, there's like some really good things and then there's some really bad things and it's sort of all mixed together in the blender so i don't know how o okay is going to translate um this week i'm not real confident about it if i'm honest um I thought two years ago, not to revisit the past too long, but I thought as as rough as that season was in close losses, Nebraska's offense at that moment in time was sort of rolling. Like they had had a, a nice little run of, of where they had mm -hmm. something, I think, that was sort of working. And you don't necessarily feel like um, this offense has maybe those explosive plays, especially on the perimeter, that you sort of need against a defense like this. Like it's really hard – to pound out a 12 or 13 play drive and convert like three third downs against this type of defense. Like you want to do it, but it's, it's can be next to impossible. And so these are the type of games where you do need like Tommy Hill or somebody to run past somebody in the past to be there and to catch it. And it'd be like a 58 yard touchdown where people are like, I didn't see that coming. And it kind of it flips the game. Can Nebraska produce like one or two plays like that? If they can, I think it's a game into the fourth quarter. If they can, I think Michigan will pull away as it as it, later in the game. Brunt's BC hit on an explosive plays. Who are some of the players now four games in that have the ability to, to sort of be a home run threat uh, for Nebraska? I know there's not a lot of them, and your face basically tells the story there. But uh, please go through the list. It's a short list. Um I, you know, Tommy Hill, I think, has the speed where he can run by somebody. The, the, this game is a tough one for me because it feels like if you look at Nebraska's wide receivers and their tight ends, if you're Michigan's defense, there, there's probably not somebody on that roster for Nebraska right now that you're thinking, OK, we, we really need to dedicate more than one guy to covering this guy. Like they probably feel like they can cover Nebraska's guys with single coverage and, and, and live pretty comfortably that way. Um, Tommy Hill, I mean, you, you got to find ways to get Fedoni more involved. I mean, I, I think he can be a little bit more of an X factor in the past game. He even said they were trying to get him the ball in a couple plays and actually similar plays to the one they hit him on on the touchdown, but they just never linked up or somebody was running the wrong way. He said he actually, uh, you know, messed it up a couple times too. So right now, I mean, the, the big plays are, are on the ground. Um, 
And I, I just don't know that this is the, the type of defense for Michigan where you're going to be able to count on Harburg running by somebody unless, you know, you, you can give them enough of an option wrinkle that they haven't seen before um, to, to kind of even the playing field there. But th- there's just not not somebody on this roster right now that you're like, okay, this is a guy that is going to go out there and catch a 50 yarder um, unless it's Tommy Hill. He's run, run by some guys before, but uh, you know, they, they need to complete one or two of those. So opposing defenses have to actually think about that play uh, going forward. Sorensen, we haven't seen a lot out of Nebraska's special teams. They haven't attempted that many field goals, uh, you know, We've seen two misses now from Tristan Alvano in a game where, you know, points are going to be at a premium. What's your confidence level if Nebraska's in a fourth and like four situation from the 30 uh, going into, do you, do you feel like they almost have to go for it based on where they're at with, with Tristan Alvano and just a few kicks into the season? Or do you just go ahead and, and trust the leg there too, because you know, points are a premium. Well, I, I think that, you know, if you're missing a field goal close, like, you know, missing a just off the edge, it's something where you feel confident in his ability to do it. He was way off on the kick at the end of the first half. It wasn't close. Um, so I'm not sure exactly his confidence level. He's done well with extra points, which is something, but field goals, um, you always haven't we haven't seen it yet. So my concern would be very would be very high in terms of the ability to score points. And like you said, points will be at a premium on Saturday. Um, you, you don't have a guy you can you know count on it fourth and four. You know, I know it's, it's been a good start to the year for Thomas Fedoni. He's had a couple touchdowns. It's great to see uh, the bounce back from injuries for him. Um, I don't think you can still say he's going to go high point a ball against a Michigan defender and for sure get a first down. But when it comes to kicking field goals, yeah, I mean, if, if it's a, a long kick, I, I'm nervous as heck. I'm biting my fingernails trying to see what happens with, with Elvano. So I don't think we're at the point you put Bleak Road in there. Um unless you, you know, see a, an early kick missed against Michigan where it's clear it's going to be a tight game, you can't have that, then maybe there's a conversation. But I still would say he's the guy um, until he misses a couple more. But if that's the case, you're going to give away possessions and games. And we have – Nebraska's got very little margin for error, so you can't be just giving away possessions and points this season. Um, so to answer the question, yeah, major concern with field goals. I don't feel confident at all outside of the you know 15 yard line for a kick which is concerning but we've seen that now for several years at nebraska unfortunately yeah bc what what if any wrinkles do you think we could see for you know brunt's mentioned kind of the Hmm. more traditional option or at least i thought that's sort of what he was getting at there what what other wrinkles do you think you could see for somebody like anthony grant where you know maybe just lining it up and trying to run directly at michigan Hmm is going to be challenging for your offensive line. And it's not necessarily always the strong suit of, of Anthony Grant, who's better when he can bounce things or their space. Do you, do you see or foresee uh, ways that they can utilize him uh, differently this weekend? Yeah, possibly. I mean, against a defense like this, sometimes you got to get them with some gotcha type of plays, you know, mm-hmm. where you, you use their actually their strength against them. You know, they're so good getting up field or whatever it may be. And maybe, maybe you bust them on a screen or something like that. And that's where this is a, this would be a perfect type of game for Ramir. It honestly, I mean, it was a couple years ago. I think that still stands, but Anthony's uh, got to show he's that guy who can catch passes out of the backfield and he's just got to be a complete player from this moment on. That's the bottom line. Like it, as much as we talk about Anthony with the ball, 
his biggest impact in this game could come, yeah, on catching a pass, but also like how does he hold up <clears throat> in pass pro, you know, on on some of those third downs when when they're coming around the edge. And he obviously did a nice job on the Fedoni touchdown. That was a great blitz pickup. Maybe that's a confidence booster. I do worry about Nebraska at the running back spot in obvious passing down situations, though, in this game. But yeah, to your question, Schaefer, I think you got to have a couple of wrinkles and I don't know how you draw them up on the board, but where you feel like you can use their the over pursuing and the speed of Michigan's defense against them at times. Brunson, you know, four games in, do you have a, a feel for like who the, the go-tos are on third down when you need to go make a play? Or is it as simple as we're still kind of in that? Yeah, I'm giving you the hard ones here. Um, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the same answer as the last question you asked. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, or do you feel like their their best play still in those situations is either a broken down play and a quarterback run or a quarterback draw? I mean, we've, we've seen this out of an offense before. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Marcus Washington should be that guy um, that if you're like third and eight, that's the guy that you're going to go find. And he's, he's battled drops. Um, you know, Alex Bullock has taken his turn with the drops. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think, I think the last two questions you've asked are kind of the, the, the difficulty with this offense is you just don't have enough right now that you can count on. And, I think the guys that they felt like they were going to be able to count on uh, one is no longer in the program. One is uh, one wide receiver is injured Two wide receiver or two running backs are out for the season. Like the, the list of potential guys that, that would populate that list is dwindling by the game. So I, I don't know what their best play is on third down. I, I think, I think they have to find that, but I, I think really in this game, you know, in order for Nebraska to, to, stay close um it's not necessarily about third down it's you got to avoid like second and nine like you you can't live that way against michigan so i'm going to be watching you know the the early run plays early in possessions because if you can't get off to a good start on on drives it's it's just going to be a really really long day all right let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball we'll stick with brunson we'll see if we can ask him a question that he feels more comfortable answering. i don't know <laughs> than he does on the offensive side of the ball uh okay Bruns. We'll yes just, we'll just leave it simple through four games what have you seen out of nebraska's defense so far here i'll make it as open-ended and as simple as possible uh and if you say well, i don't know here i'm dropping you off this uh yeah podcast. boot me uh no they're 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 bought in. They're confident. I don't. Uh, I, I don't recall a Nebraska defense in the Big Ten era running to the ball and tackling as well as this group has. Um, you know, with somewhat last game, it got a little shaky with some of the tackling. Um, but I, I think for the most part, they're they're playing steady. And you know, I, I guess. It, it's nitpicky, but now we're, we're to the point where we're talking about how do you create more turnovers? How do you uh, kind of take that next step as a defense? And I feel like for the last decade or so, Nebraska has never even gotten to that point where you can even have that conversation about, well, what's the next step to being a good defense? So that that's progress. I mean, when you dig into the numbers, I mean, they're light years where, ahead of where they were to start the season last year. I think part of that 
Uh, is Tony White is just a damn good coach. I think part of that is the way that Nebraska is practicing. I, I think you see you see a team that is is not hesitant to go and hit and tackle. And I think part of that is the way they do things on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So, you know, we'll find out a lot about this front seven this week, but I do think it's the kind of defense that's going to give Nebraska a chance to win games pretty much. Uh, you know, the rest of the season past this Michigan game. I mean, I, th- this is the toughest game left on their schedule by far. And this is the type of defense that has the the guys and the depth and the, the approach, I think, where th- they're going to have a chance to win those coin flip games just by by holding other teams down. Sorensen, you're a known skeptic. Do you believe in this rush defense has not allowed 100 yards uh, to any single ball carrier or any single team? so far this year but it hasn't exactly taken on uh you know a ton of great running teams at this point uh so where where are you with nebraska's rush defense is obviously on the other side on saturday is blake corn well i would i would go with what brunt said there i mean the fact that he's right uh, we have not seen this good of a tackling team in in years and that's a kudos like you said to tony white and, and you know terrence knight and all these guys have done a great job of getting guys comfortable with the right spots and not just arm you know just Finishing up gang tackling. We've been waiting for that for a long time. Um, in terms of the rush defense, you're right. We haven't really played anybody um, that has been great on the round, ground. You know, Colorado wanted to pass the ball. Minnesota, for some reason, wanted to pass the ball, even though they, they couldn't, and they, they won the game still. Um, but <laughs> that's a different story in itself. Um, but, no, I, I, I think you have to feel confident. You know, who could have seen this type of performance so far from Nash Hutmacher? I mean, he's been he has been – above and beyond what I could have asked on him from the defensive line. I think that even the other guys, Buckley's played well. Gunderson, of course, has been has been very good. Ty Robinson has been very solid. I mean, in terms of this specific game, you know Michigan wants to run the ball. You know, Corm and Edwards are, are, are great players who have had very average starts this year. I mean, Jim Harbaugh might come in and say, hey, these guys are ranked number one defensively in rushing. Let's let's say that that's, that's not real. Let's, let's go kind of – force our hand and play bully ball, which, again, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the philosophy. But I think a lot for this game in general comes down to, you know, is, is Luke Reimer able to play? Is he healthy? That's a huge part of this rush defense is he is a very good tackler himself when it gets to that next level beyond the lineman. Um, so I would say I, I think they are a, a pretty dang good rush defense. I don't think they're going to end up being the tops in the country, but – as Brunson said there too, beyond this game, there's nobody that scares you. Wisconsin has had some good rushing games, as you'd expect, but they've also had some weird games. Um, Purdue doesn't scare you. Illinois, I mean, nobody in the schedule really moves the ball that well. So you will be able to have pretty good stats, and this game will tell you if you can hang with the big boys uh, in the trenches. Yeah, absolutely. BC, we've heard from Evan Cooper a couple times. He talked again uh, for uh, Husker Sports Nightly this week what what are kind of the the takeaways that you gather from from evan cooper about the performance of the secondary this season uh that they've been good but they can always be better and i think he's um proud of the fact that his group is heavily involved in the rushing defensive stats that have uh, been so impressive his third level guys like Deshaun singleton are not afraid to come up and hit and uh, you saw that in the stick last week where he made a great play behind the line of scrimmage so mm-hmm. I just think um, there's a lot of confidence in that group and Quinton Newsom is playing re- at a really high level. And so this is another chance for him to prove that against, you know, I think Michigan's averaging 10.2 yards per pass attempt, which ranks like 
top 15 in the country. So this is a group that makes the most of when they throw at Michigan. So Quinton's got to play well. Hartzog's got to obviously be up for the challenge. They're going to test him since he's a smaller in stature. That's just the way it's going to be in his career, and he's got to respond to it. But I I feel good about that group. I, I, I'm i excited for the game within the game of watching Nebraska's defense against this offense and seeing what they're really made of because I do think Tony White has something at least on the stove with that crew. Brunts, what, what kind of challenge is J.J. McCarthy going to be? Nebraska hasn't had to face a lot of quarterbacks that want to make their – legs a big part of the game we know McCarthy can do that we also know that he can be a little bit combustible sometimes with turnovers uh what are your what are your just general thoughts on on the challenge that J.J. McCarthy presents for Nebraska's uh defense there yeah he's kind of the perfect quarterback for that offense I mean he he completes completes passes at a really high rate uh he does have three picks and and you're right there's been times when he's um you know, given the feels ball like when lot. he has a bad game, it's a really bad game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> you're 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 just gonna dump every last ounce of gas on that fire when it happens. Um, no, I, and he's he's the kind of runner too where he can run, and he's he's the kind of runner too where it's just like a little annoying. Like he's the guy that gets out on third down and gets seven when he needs six, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think, you know, he, he fits the offense. I think Nebraska, you know, would, would like it where, um, you know, you, you, you're you good enough against the run that you make him have to beat you a little bit more um, and, and, and make him have to convert third and long. So I, I think the danger for Nebraska is, you know, you, you only have to give up two or three big plays in this game. And, you know, that, that can be the ball game right there. Um, if they hit a deep ball or, um, you know, are able to kind of take advantage of a bust or something like that. So it, it's, it's, uh, you know, going to be a challenge for the pass rush, but again, you know, Nebraska is going to have to win on first down and, and get Michigan in the second long to kind of try to force the issue that way to have success. Cause I, I, you know, ne- neither of these teams play quickly and I think Michigan's more than fine with playing deliberate, boring football and getting out of there with the win. And I think Nebraska is going to have to do something to get McCarthy off his game to, to kind of have a chance here. Uh, Sorensen, who's kind of your, you know, for the first four weeks, who's your defensive MVP at this point? Well, there's a couple of, uh, the good news is there's a lot of candidates for that. I think they've been very impressive across the board, all really all levels, D-line, linebackers, defensive backs have all played exceptional. I'm going to go with Hutmacher. I think the guy, I mean, again, the guy in the middle, you, you were so high, you know, for a long time, Schaefer, on, on like Damian Daniels. I, I think that was, that's the guy that kind of set the tone defensively mm-hmm. in the middle. I, I think that, again, if you have a, a, Nose tackle, defensive tackle is getting pushed around. Your defense is going to struggle. And and so far, again, he has been so surprising to me. I, I thought he was a good player. And I, I'm not saying he can, he's a great player yet. He's, he's you know, Tony White's very high in him, as he said the other week uh, uh, in, you know, midweek of practice. But um, I think he's got to be right now the defensive MVP. Um, nothing's getting by him. He's been taking on some double teams. He's really just been – um, good in rush defense and also, you know, pretty good in, when, in pursuing the pass for me as a chance to. So, um, again, several options there, but I'm, I'm going with Nash Hotmacher as the MVP so far defensively. Yeah, absolutely. BC, since he's arrived, Matt Rule's kind of talked about the importance of doing all of the small things. This feels like one of those games where that's that's really paramount. And with that is special teams. What are sort of your just thoughts on on where the special teams are at? We talked about kicking earlier, so you can you can mention that or you can move on from it, but where, where are your thoughts on where special teams sit here four weeks in? 
I think it's been all right, but they need to make some more high level plays. And if you're going to win a game like this, you got to like block a kick or have a return, you know, of 25 yards or something on a punt, you know, something like that that flips the field dramatically. Bushini's got to have a game where he's just in his element and has like three kicks where he knocks inside the five yard line. You know, you need one of those type of performances from him. And him, I, I like uh, Bushini as a punter a lot. He needs to have that game where he doesn't have that like 34 yard punt too, you know, that's just a sort of a bad net. Um, so that's going to be a big key in this one is when he's called on, he's got to do a really great job. Nebraska's got to cover um, gangbusters. Um, Phelan Sanford's been really good on that unit. Um, so maybe he makes a play. So that that's what you're looking for in this game. Nebraska can't just, I think, be neutral in this department. They actually have to win it, and uh, that's a big ask. I'm not sure they can, but that's what that's what needs to happen if you're going to pull an upset like this. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, it is time for oddly specific predictions and picks to click and score predictions. Is anyone going to be bold enough to pick Nebraska to upset Michigan at home? Let's find out. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Oddly specific prediction time. We're going to start with Jake Sorensen. What is one thing that you are predicting is going to happen on Saturday? Uh, in the first half, let's go second quarter, uh, 10 minutes to go in the ball game in the, in the half, Nebraska will run a successful fake punt against Michigan. They had a successful oh. fake field goal attempt that was not a touchdown. They got a first down that led to a touchdown in the first half late against Louisiana Tech. I will say Nebraska will run a successful fake punt earliest second quarter against the Wolverines. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now we like to get as specific as possible. Okay. Now right. on this fake punt, is it the up back is catching the snap and running yes. it? It's a is run. Someone... It's not a pass. Okay. All right. I don't trust Bushini to pass it. That'd be awesome if you could pass it, but it's, it's an up back taking you like a fourth and three, something like that. Fourth and three for a first down, not, not a huge gainer, but about 10, let's go with 12 yard gain, but could it, Depends Could it drive. be the polar bear that gets his snap and runs it? Boy, that would be a hell of a story, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome. That'd be great. It'd be quite exciting. All right, Brunts, what do you got? Uh, so we we kind of hit on it last week, right? The oddly specific prediction kind of hit partially. Um, I was I was undone by a muted celebration from Thomas Fedoni. Um, but let's see. That would be we'll go four straight games. Thomas Fedoni with a touchdown catch. It's going to be a similar play. Michigan, they're feeling the feeling feeling themselves a little bit. They bring the heat on third down. Harburg gets it out. 
uh, floats it to Fedoni in the flat. He goes for 12 yards uh, for the touchdown, and he, he didn't hit the Hulk Hogan listening to the crowd celebration last time, but I'm, I'm just going to go full, the, the full Degeneration X crotch chop as the uh, as the celebration right. after the 12-yard touchdown uh, as he continues to gain confidence and becomes probably the go-to guy mm. that I can answer in Nebraska's offense on third down. So Thomas Fedoni, 12-yard touchdown on a third down play, Degen- Degeneration X crotch chop celebration. All right, so now we have to break into to, to what we're doing here to, to really drill in on this. Which member of DX does Thomas Fedoni most remind you of? Is it A, Shawn Michaels, B, Triple H, C, X-Pac, D, Billy Gunn, or uh, E, the road dog, Jesse James? He doesn't, Fedoni doesn't have the man bun anymore, right? He got rid of that, so I... He I, does not, so he can't be Billy Gunn. I would but Billy also- Gunn has also cut his hair sometimes, too. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Triple H. I think that's that's the the play there. But yeah, twelve yard touchdown to Fedoni. Any any other? I don't know that either of you watched or paid any attention to wrestling. So if you have thoughts, feel free. Mm-hmm. I, I got a pass on that one. They're gonna quietly bow out. I'll I'll <laughs> okay. join Runs with with uh, Triple H on that one as well. All right, now we're back to regularly scheduled stuff here. My oddly specific prediction: Nebraska will have a touchdown in the first half, but what occurs on that drive leading up to the touchdown? will be a successful fourth down quarterback sneak in which the Huskers need exactly two yards and Heinrich Harburg is able to get behind the offensive line, stretch out the entirety of his six foot five body. There will be a long lengthy review in which both fan bases claim that their side is correct. Nebraska will think that it's a first down. Michigan will think that it's a stop. There will be a long TV timeout for this. Twitter will be ablaze with people complaining about how this is slowing down football and making it worse. Nebraska ultimately will get the first down and eventually the touchdown. Brian Christofferson. Was the call on the field a first down and they confirmed it? They called a first down and then they reviewed to confirm it. And then it comes back as call stands not confirmed. All right. All right. Um, Michigan's going to have like a 10-point lead. And this is going to be midway through the second quarter. McCarthy's going to make a mistake. He's John Bullock's going to just be, he's not going to see him. He's going to be like in his blind spot. He's going to throw it right to Johnny Bullock, going to pick it off about the 35, 40 yard line of Michigan. And he's going to run down the sideline and they're going to get him at about the seven. They're going to knock him out at about the seven. And then it's going to look like Nebraska is going to trickle the drive away. Like they're not going to score off of it. It's going to come to a fourth down and go on the two. Nebraska is going to go for it, feeling like they got to get the six points here. They're going to call whatever their two point play is. And it's going to be one of those Harburg, like sort of jump passes with uh, Fedoni. Nice. And it's going to be well covered. It's going to actually not trick Michigan, but it's going to kind of get knocked around. And Fedoni is going to come up with it. And it's going to be a touchdown that puts them back in the game. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Picks to click. Uh, who wants to start? Any volunteers? No volunteers, so we'll start same order. Sorensen. This is my official game prediction, right? No, no. Pick to click. Your player. Player that oh, you think play, will play well. Play, sorry. Player of the game. I, I think for Nebraska, it's going to be defensively. I just don't think a guy in offense is going to shine today, uh, shine on Saturday for Nebraska. I will go with uh, – <laughs> I said the same name a lot. I know I sound like a broken record, but – I'm going with Nash Hutmacher. I know I know it sounds – I've said his name five times, but I love the way he's played football this year. Um, I think he's going to prove that – You know, we, we talked on the show this week that Michigan's 
offensive line has not been the same. They lost their center who won the, the you know the big award last year. They've, they've not been as effective. Nash Hutmacher is going to know that. He's going to get in the backfield. He's going to have a couple tackles for loss. He's going to uh, get a quarterback hurry as well. Um, and he's going to he's going to be a big force in the middle. So um, I will say for the fifth time today, Nash Hutmacher is going to have a big game. He's the pick to click for Nebraska, and they're going to be respectable in holding Michigan to a number I will tell you here in a second for the score. <laughs> okay. And Brunt. The, uh, the Remington Award, I believe, is awarded to the top Remington, center. Remington, yes. Yes, he, he played at Nebraska, Jake. Ask yep. Tipple about him. Yes, yep. yes, Remington Award. Yes, correct. Uh, I, I had to think about it for a minute. I, I, I'll go – I think it's going to be a special teams or defensive player. I'm going to go Brian Buschini. I think Nebraska is going to need to be somewhat even in, in the field position battle. Feels like it should be a decent day to kick. Might be a little windy. I think I think Buschini might uncork You know, one of those punts that kind of gets the – the ooh when, when it off the foot. So I I think I'll probably put three inside Michigan's 20, but I'll go Brian Buschini as my pick to click. Which can you make that I don't know if that bodes well for Nebraska, but uh that, that's who's gonna have a good game. Can you give us that ooh again? Ooh. All right, perfect. Wow. Uh yep. my pick my pick to click is Ty Robinson. Uh, I think that he has played well this year. I think he'll have another solid game. I think Nebraska's rush defense will look good against Michigan. Uh, throughout the four quarters. And I think Ty Robinson will have a couple tackles for a loss and a pressure as well. BC? Deshaun Singleton. He's a he's a freaking good player. Like he's like he want he wanted to be great as Evan Cooper said and he's sort of uh trending toward that. I just think he's he's um showing that he's a big dog. And I think on a stage like this, this is an opportunity for to sort of announce to the Big Ten community you should maybe know about this guy. I think he'll make a play behind the line, a scrimmage, big hit, something like that. I, I'll say Deshaun Singleton. All right, excellent. Score prediction time. Jake Sorensen, get it started. I think uh, right now the spread was at 18, I want to say, in favor of the Wolverines. Huskers will cut that in half. Michigan 23, Nebraska 14. I don't trust Nebraska to make field goals. They're going to go for touchdowns when they have to convert two of them. Wolverines 23-14 over Nebraska. I gotta say that's a respectable score, Brunt. Yeah, I think I think Michigan's gonna take the uh, the air out of the ball late. You're gonna get one of those really long drives where maybe Nebraska can't get off the field. Um, these teams don't run a lot of plays. That was actually gonna be my oddly specific prediction was the number of plays these teams combined to run uh, on Saturday. But uh, I think Michigan tacks on a late one, 29-13, Michigan over Nebraska. All right. I also believe Michigan will win this game. I have a tough time seeing Nebraska put up a lot of points. Uh, so I have this one at 31-10 for Michigan on Saturday. BT, finish it off. Yeah, a lot of similar scores here. I'll say Michigan 30-14. to 14. Um, Same things that have been expressed. I do believe it's a day where we're going to walk away thinking Nebraska's defense is is still pretty good. I think that, you know, remember a couple of years ago when they fought Ohio State in that game and um, lost, but you're like, man, that's a that's a tough unit. And the other side knows they were in for a fight that day. I sort of think Nebraska's defense is going to show up and, and Michigan's going to walk away with respect for it, but still with the win. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska put up a better effort against C.J. Stroud than certainly the Jacksonville Jaguars did on uh, on Sunday. So, Ouch. you know, there's that. There's that. All right. Um, well, 
that takes care of it. Everyone expecting a Michigan win, a solid but uh, unspectacular Nebraska performance. And we will see how it all plays out. And as always, be sure to check out everything at Husker247.com. Jake, thanks for joining us here on the uh, the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. For Jake Sorensen, for Michael Brunch, Brian Christopherson, I'm Mike Shaver. Be sure to check out Husker 24-7. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.